All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Dane Jr. and Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic uh, are here with you. Uh, how are we doing, Trent? Oh, we're fine. We're yeah. fine. How's anybody? How's anybody? You know, we're all just just, just grinding through it. Just grinding through We're just staying the course. That's, that's all we can do. Just stay the course. <laughs> Survive. Uh we got some stuff to get to. Reds fans, they're 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 fragile right now. Reds fans are fragile. Feeling feeling a little heartbroken. Not feeling so great about a season that's not gone the way that uh it had been planned to be. Uh the you know, Reds currently in Milwaukee and scuffling a little bit. Um after losing three of four in St. Louis, losing the opener in Milwaukee, recording this on Tuesday morning. Um, so we're, we're going to kind of dive into what has been the culprit this week over this stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I think last week, the well, last couple of times we dove into the bullpen a little bit. We still, there were some concerns over some of the hitting. Now it's hitting, the, the bats have come front and center as they have just gone dormant. Um, and the team is just really struggling to score runs. There's a lot of theories on to what those are. We'll kind of dive into a few of those. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Joey Votto because a lot of people want to talk about Joey Votto, who's also scuffling a little bit right now. Um, trade deadline on the horizon. Uh, what does that mean? We're always seeing a few teams make some deals. I don't know what the Reds will look like in that mix, but let's do- let's dive into the, into the bats. Here, here, you know, the I, the thing being said, and there's facts behind it, is that you know a lot of bad luck, a, a lot, some of this, a slice of this pie, is bad luck. Um, you know, the team Babip is two twenty four thirtieth in baseball, dead last, right? Not even close. Yeah, no, Texas is twenty ninth with two fifty seven. So I mean they. That and if that that if that is about a stat of gauging luck in some ways, uh, there it is. And and, and recency. How about last three one thirty two, baby? In the last three, uh, so it does feel. How much of that is luck, though, and how much of that is also? I mean, is there another? There's another element to that stat beyond just oh yeah, that's a, that's a luck factor. I would think. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. I also think, you know, I, I've read a couple things about how, well, I mean, first of all, batting average is down across the league and that's a big part of all this. Uh, everything is down offensively and really left-handed hitters. It is very much in down for left-handed hitters. And a lot of that is because of um, the evolution of the shift. Not only are we seeing more shifting, but we're seeing more, um, dramatic shifting with a um, a fielder, kind of you know, basically a short right fielder, um, and that is taking away a lot of uh, left-handed hits. So that's an issue, and you have um, a lot of left-handed, you know, some some prominent left-handed hitters in this lineup. So it's a big part of it. How do you overcome? I mean. Shouldn't there be more of a reliance on guys potentially being able to spread the ball the other way? I mean, is do you, do you just? I mean, what what do you? How do you? Play well, I mean, it? part of that is also you know um, not just the shift, but 
how pitchers work in tandem with the shift. Right. If you have one of those giant shifts on, you're going to do a lot more pitches that are harder to spray. You know, you're going to, you're going to do it inside that, 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 that increases contact to that side. Um, so it's, you know, it's interesting. And, um, there's, there's a whole lot of, I don't know, uh, there's, there's a whole lot going on there that it's, uh, it's difficult. Um, you know, there's a while there where Jesse Winker was, it didn't matter what you were doing. Uh, he could, he could do it. Uh, a lot of those are, you can't shift somebody into the stands, um, because there's nobody in the stands. So, uh, that is always an issue as well. Yeah. It's, but what, what it's turned into is a red team not scoring enough, you know, yeah. and that, and that's really the bottom line here. And, and, you know, there's, there's one side of this and I don't know how much it can be because the game, as you, I mean, the game has turned this way. The home run ball is so much a bigger part of things. Uh, but the thought process being, obviously they don't have enough guys on base when they're hitting these dingers because the mm-hmm. Reds are six and baseball and home runs per game and 27th in the league in runs per game, you know, mm-hmm. and that is a reliance on the home run ball and not a, you know, it, can they, you can't change your approach. I mean, you know, Alan Zinder talked to the, the hitting coach about staying the course and believing in your guys and believing in who you have, you know, you can't change everything. What do you, what do you, you know, is it just, how do they come out of it? Is it just staying the course? Is it that simple or is it maybe they're, you know, something bigger? I I think you, I mean, that's really all you can do is, is, is stay the course. Um, I just, it sucks. Um, you, you maybe, I don't know, you, you basically you want two and three run home runs and not solo home runs because that uh, <laughs> those are better because they, they score more runs. But when you're not getting guys on base, and where are they on base percentage? I mean, it, they've got great walks um, rate. They're 23rd like on the base highest. Right. And they're, but they're like third in walk rate. So, I mean, that, that goes to show that, like, yeah, they're walking, but they're not hitting. So, when you get on, on base, so many of their home runs are solo home runs, and that leads to just one run as opposed to multiple runs multiple runs are always better. Um, that is a good strategy to score more runs than the other team. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, basically it's like you hope some of the right-handed hitters come around and get more luck and you hope that maybe the left-handers, you just say, Hey, let's focus on, you know, using the middle part of the field and spreading it around. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I, We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it's just not uh, it's it's not been conducive to winning, that's for sure. No, and you know, and you get a you get a night like Trevor Bauer had on Monday, which he gives up a couple of hits. I mean, he you know, it was, no one would call it a poor outing. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like the guy came out right. and and was was you know he was striking guys out and not walking guys, and you know you let up a few runs. Uh, that should be enough, you know. And but right now, uh, with this team, it's 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 just not, and and you don't know how much of that is confidence. But the bottom line is, because of the structure of the season, like right, <laughs> though, like let's wait this thing out. It, it it's it's a concerning play because we're about at the halfway point. 
Right. I mean, 27 games is traditionally uh, around 17% of your schedule. Now it's 45%. Uh, There's a big difference between 17. And it's so weird because we're talking about all these norms and there's no real norm right now. The norm is, yeah, you can wait this out. I mean, 17 games, 17% of the season is not a huge deal. Um, but 45% of its season is. Now, there's another, there's a flip side to this. If you look at the standings, um, you would have the two wildcard teams in the National League now, or I didn't look at it this morning, I looked at it yesterday, um, would both have below 500 records. So you're saying like one little run, a four or five game winning streak, puts you at 500 and that puts you smack dag in the playoff situation you also have one of the two teams ahead of you well one of the three teams ahead of you uh, but let's let's just say the cubs have kind of run out and we feel like the cubs have put themselves to where they are in the best spot to make the playoffs the cardinals have a really tough stretch coming up with a lot of double headers and uh, a lot of games in a small amount of time so you say, hey, that's going to be challenging for that team. Maybe they fall back a little bit more. They're not as far out. Uh, the, the Brewers are one game ahead of the Reds because uh, they came in with the same record yesterday. Uh, so they're catchable. I mean, that's the thing. It's like as bad as it's been, it's really easy to see a path to the playoffs. It's just not, it's not out of reach. And that's when you have a trade deadline here on the 31st, that's where you have to kind of make that decision. And honestly, right now, there's only one team in the National League that I would say, you don't have a chance at the playoffs, and that's the Pirates. All right, quick break. As our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed, feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's right. Uh, The premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. Includes the LED light, but you really should not be doing this in the dark, by the way. Uh, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. Very important there. Uh, you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com use the code the athletic 20 from the moose to the caboose always use the right tools for the job I, I mean i certainly considering everything we know about the reds and the way they've set up for this season and really for next season too and try to set themselves up like the idea of them being sellers at this point is a crazy talk i've seen that thrown around that seems crazy uh, well, me, especially here, let's look this at year yeah, I mean, let's look at it um, this way. What what would they have to sell? Um, probably two pieces. Um, that would be Trevor Bowers, the big one, and Anthony DiSclefani. Um, right. You know, and so if you do sell Trevor Bauer, you could get a pretty good haul, but he is still a rental. Both of those guys are rentals. You're not going to get as bigger return, especially because this season is so different. Now, on the flip side, you could say, well, maybe somebody would really want Trevor Bauer um, because they see, 
you know, playoffs are always kind of a crap shoot in baseball. And you would love to shoot craps with Trevor Bauer in your rotation, especially if who knows how it's going to work out with a possible bubble and travel and all that. So the thing is, is the one thought, like, why would you give up a lot for Trevor Bauer is because anybody who gets into the playoffs has a pretty good shot if they have good starting pitching. What is the one thing we can say about the Reds right now? Good starting pitching. And so, and they have as good a shot, you know, they have a decent shot at the playoffs. So why would you give that up? Right. Yeah. I, I and I would not, I mean, it just, and just, if you look at, I mean, the big picture of how they've built, I just, I, I refused. I just cannot see that front office waving the white flag at any, you know, in a week. Like that's just, it's not something you can see happening. But the point is, would they go the other way? I mean, what, what can they do? Right. And to what acquire, is what they, do they have? I mean, they have spent so much time in a lot of ways, emptying their farm system in recent years, uh, in the last yeah. year, I guess, uh, to acquire this team that they have on the big league level. I mean, what, what could they even realistically pull off? You know, there's people who are always looking for relief help. So maybe some sort of reliever could um, could draw some interest. Um, I don't know where exactly. I don't think you 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 trade um, Iglesias or Lorenzen because their their value is a little bit lower. Amir Garrett, I don't think you trade because that's your only lefty. That's what you're trying to do. Do you look at maybe a Lucas Sims? I don't know. I mean, that's one of your success stories, and and you're doing well. Um, Tyler Thornburg, has he done enough to impress another team? Um, then if you're trying to get uh, younger guys, um, who do you have out there? Um, you know, maybe Aristides Aquino. There seems to be – he's not in the big leagues, and there are a lot of questions why. Um, but he, he could maybe um, draw somebody's interest, but I don't know that – what do you get for Aristides Aquino other than maybe a bullpen arm? So, yeah, I just – I don't see a real matchup as a, as a buyer. And, and at what position do you do it? Do you do the outfield? Do you do I, – I just don't see a real match anywhere. Yeah. You said this, and I, it's a great question. Why is Aristides Aquino not in the, in the big leagues, in, I mean, in your opinion? <laughs> You know, and we, we asked David Bell that yesterday, and he said, well, you know, we do it for the player and whether they're, um, you know, what's best for their development. And in a lot of years, that makes sense. You know, if a guy's not going to play every day, um, a younger guy like that, he needs those every day at bats. This isn't a regular year. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> um, so... I think maybe it's just that they're seeing something in his, the way he's performing down there that they don't like that. They don't think it, that they think is more September, 2019 than August, 2019 uh, because they do watch that every day. We don't, you know, a lot of times you could see the minor league stats and you say, Oh, this guy's just crushing the ball down there. And you say, call him up, call him up. And then other times you see the minor league stats down there and you're like, well, forget that guy. 
the only people who know that right now are the Reds. I mean, and I don't think it's it's because they don't like Aristides Aquino. I don't think it's because they don't like offense. I don't think it's because, um, you know, they just uh, don't want to see number 44 on the field because it's a, it's a very important number for this franchise. No, I think it's just because they see something that they don't think he would help and that he is more maybe September uh, of 2019 Aristides Aquino than August 2019 Aristides Aquino. I mean, September Aquino hit five home runs. I don't see a lot of guys producing much. I thought yeah, we I mean, even home that runs guy. were bad. What's that? I thought home runs were bad. <laughs> no, that I, no, that was not what I was saying earlier. I wasn't saying home runs were bad. I'm saying they're not doing anything besides that. Yeah, he wasn't, you know, how many hits did he have in September? I don't have it up on me. I'm it not saying like he was he good was in September. Kind of the, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying the, at least he was Gian doing number. something. I think there's a lot of guys right, doing right, But right I'm, I'm just using that as like a a round justify or a round descriptor. You know, yeah. like a basic descriptor that they don't like what he, they're seeing. That yeah. he's not, I mean, he's the guy who, okay, maybe he's September 2018 when he got uh, designated for assignment. Right. Yeah, I potentially. And that, and that's that's fair. You're right. There's no, there, there we don't know. You're right. And, but I, it's it's you know it's it's obviously it's a great question that you guys have been asking, and to to get a feel for because when a team struggles uh, to find anybody that can hit the ball consistently, and you know everybody points to well, what about that guy? Let's just try anybody else. At least he's at least he's done it before. Maybe he can come up and and find some of that magic again. You know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we don't we don't know what they're seeing down there. Um, do you think? I mean, does this kind of paint that, considering the moves they've made, they purchased Mark Payton's contract um, after Van Meter went down, that we probably won't see Aquino at some point? Um, that, that, that I almost don't think rule, so. The fact he hasn't come out up yet maybe rules him out as even really an option going I forward. Mean, I mean, I would say he's not the option right now. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you can flip-flop those two at any time. Um, I just... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them tied together. Yep. Other than you know, one of the twenty-eight. Yeah. Uh, let's just jump on into the Joey Votto conversation real quick. He's uh, still struggling. Um, you know, his on base is at three thirty-three. His batting average is at two hundred. Um, you know, it's it's sort of. It's fee. It's small sample size in the big picture, but continues to feed into the idea that it's just that Joey Votto is struggling to find that find anything other than you know going the wrong direction career wise. Uh, he's hitting leadoff now. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, where? What do you make of this? Uh, I mean, is it just yeah um, where he's at? I, I think so. I mean, yeah. you, you've had two years to just like try to rationalize and, and find words to say that he's, you know, he can beat age. Well, he, I mean, he, he can walk. He's still got a good eye. Um, what, what has been interesting to me is 
and I haven't asked Joey about this because of, well, I don't know if you know this, but this is a different year. Yeah. I heard um, that, you know, for the beginning of the season, he wasn't striking out and he's been striking out a lot more late recently. And to me, that's, that would seem to indicate that he's toying with something and he's trying to do something different. Um, so maybe, maybe there are some adjustments he is trying to, to put into play that have just not worked yet or, you know, could change things somewhat. So it's really interesting because, you know, last year he did some different things where he stopped choking up for a while and, and did well for a while. He hasn't done that yet. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, his, is you know he's not hitting the ball as hard. It keep, his exit velocity keeps going down. His batting average balls in play, which is which is really interesting because in his career it has always been higher. You know there there's this thought that that should normalize around 300. And and when a player, most players there there is some control and it's whether where you hit the ball, how fast you are. There's some variety of reasons your batting average on balls in play can be either higher or lower than 300. Even last year, his was 313 when he was struggling. And that was actually by far. Oh no, not by far 2014. Um, But that was the year he was hurt and only played 62 games. For a full season, last year's batting average for balls in play, and I know we keep talking about this stat a lot, but it is an interesting stat, was 313, which was really low for him. Um, it was 328 in 2008, uh, his rookie year, his first real year uh, in the big leagues. And aside from that and the injury year of 2014, I guess 2017 was 321. That was actually a great year for him. Um but right now it's 194. He is a career 346. So he's used to when he hits the ball 35% of the time, it's a hit. Right now it's 19% of the time. It's not good. No. Um, you know, and I mean, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of these guys getting shifted just like you were talking yeah. about earlier as part of that too. Yeah. No, very much so. You know, his walk rate is pretty pretty much in line with his usual walk rate. Um, he's 16% career. Um, you know, he's been as high as 20%, which I know makes people mad that when he doesn't make outs. Um, but now they're mad that he's making outs, so I don't know. And it's at 16.7%. Uh, strikeout percentage is still way down. I mean, it's 98 uh, and, and he, in 2017, the year that he famously said, I'm not going to strike out. And he was second in MVP voting. Uh, it was 11.7. So it's even less than that still. So it's a guy who is a constant tinker and he's constantly tinkering and hasn't found the right formula. And, and it, the question is with his tool set and with what he is working with now, can he physically find the right formula and that's that is a question because right now you have you know negative war uh ops plus of 80 
um, so far this year. <clears throat> and, you know, how long, I mean, you know, I mean, the Reds are ride or die with Joey Votto in, in this 60 game season, it seems like. I, 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 right. It would have to go some kind of sideways for them to pull any kind of plug on him for somebody else. I, I don't see that. Not in a situation where it's not like they have a bats on the bench that have just been killing it that they can't get in the lineup. Like, you know, nobody, it's not like they've got other I could better see, options. I could see against some left-handed starters, Matt Davidson getting starts at first base. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, now, you know, you know how I love lineup talk. It's I know, my favorite do. thing in the world. Um, that being said, I just, he, he's still getting on base, but I just don't, I, I don't see how he can, he, 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 this is the point of his career to me that, He's got to be moved down to in this lineup, something at least sixth or lower. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, you know, he does bring some value in not making outs, and I'm a big believer in not making outs. But it, there's also a need for some production, and you're just not getting it. And to keep him getting the most played appearances, um, but. I guess the other part of that is, is who's going to, who's going to not make outs. <laughs> um, right. But he is really struggling against left-handers. Uh, he's 130, 286, 261 against lefties this year. Now that's 28 uh, plate appearances. But I mean, he's not even giving you on base percentage against left-handers. I could really see Matt Davidson getting some starts at first base against left-handers. All right, Trent, before we move on, let's hear from one of today's sponsors, DirecTV. That conversation leads you to a David Bell conversation of, you know, managing with urgency and, and yeah, it, you know what I mean? Of, of I when, do you do, when do you do something like that? When, when do yeah. you actually make some kind of a big move like that in a short season? When is it? Or, you know, when is it urgent time? When is it time to do something like that? You know, because uh, that's a big move. Is it, is it, you know, when a guy like maybe Senzel comes back and you feel more comfortable with him in a leadoff role or whatever, you know, yeah. when the lineup shakes? I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see when that happens for a guy like David Bell who's trying to find a way to get Joey Votto going. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. And that's, that's a good question. Um, I, my, my thing with managers usually, and this is kind of how I feel, and I didn't always feel this way, but the longer I'm around, the more I feel this way, it's that what we see of a manager, what we can observe from the outside and even from being in the clubhouse every day, like we were in the good old days what we see there is what is it what would i say it's about 80 to 85 or is is only 10 to 15% of what a manager's job is yeah that what we can't see is 80 to 85% uh and and so much of that is 
behind the scenes and it's, you know, it, like David Bell afterwards says we have to stay the course. And like, you know, he's like, you know, Aristuzic, you know, is still believing him and we've seen what he can do. That's him not saying, yeah, the kid's, and I'm not saying that he said this anywhere or whatever, but I'm just using hypothetical. Yeah, the kid's just not getting it done in Prasco. You know, he looks terrible there. He can't come out and say that. You always back your player. And there, there's just so much of this that it seems like people pretend that, I don't know if you know this, when you interview people, they don't have to tell you everything they know. And no matter how you they, ask they the hard question. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying David Bell's lying. No. I'm saying that, he, because trust me, if there's one thing about David Bell, it's that he does not, he, he really, and, 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 and honestly, I believe this. He's not a guy who lies much and almost to a fault sometimes. He is very, there's a difference between lying and not being 100% forthcoming. And you have to, you can't be 100% forthcoming in, in that job because of that 80 to 85% I was talking about. And the, I, I see stuff, the one thing I know is that the players from everyone I've talked to, um, I, I just can't see this changing much at this point through these 26 games they really respect David Bell and the culture he has created. I really believe that. So it is difficult for me to think that this is all on the hands of David Bell. I know that's not popular because it's so much easier to say, fire the manager, fire the hitting coach, fire everybody. Um, just it, it, that that's not how this game works. And it's, there's no magic win one for the Gipper speech, no matter what the movies tell you, that's not how major league baseball works. And it's not a look of desperation or a look of, you know, a dead bench or whatever, all that other crap, you know what, like, you know, it builds a winning culture winning. And if you're not winning, there's no way to look good losing. It's just, it's just, and, and, and it's almost like kind of do this in manager of the year. And I, I realize I'm rambling. Um, I know this is just a shocker to you. Um, I always joke about manager of the year. It's all about expectations. So it's like going to a movie. And if you think a movie is just going to be terrible. Um, and it's merely terrible and not got awful. Like you're going to be like, yeah, you know, it was fine. But if you have high expectations for a movie and it's terrible, it's the worst thing ever. It is, it is just heartbreaking. Um, you know, we can call it the, uh, oh, pick, pick what is, depending on your um, generation, your Star Wars. Um, you know, if, if you were just so excited for, um, episode nine and then you saw it and you're like oh my god and you just can't ever watch it again that's 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 like maybe that movie isn't as bad as you thought it was but it just triggers something terrible feelings in you so that's kind of this team because 
I saw somebody's like, this is the worst Reds team I've ever watched. I was like, no, man, you weren't there. Were you watching after the All-Star break in 15? Were you watching in 16? Like, when there's bad pitching, that's legitimately bad to watch. Some of these games were at least 215, you know. Um, so, so much of it is your expectations. The expectations were high. They are not delivering. That is why it's terrible to watch. And, and so it should be internal. Sorry. And no, no, and you're right. And no one's going to blame the players because people don't like to blame the players because they thought the players were good because they spent a bunch of money on them. And it's not the player's fault. It must be the way the players are being used or managed or whatever. Right. That's and, just the, the way people view it. It can't be the fact that the players aren't hitting. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, those players got to go play no matter no matter what, no matter what the circumstances of anything we've learned this year, you go play no matter what the circumstances and, and who best, best team win. And right now those players are not getting it done. And, you know, there's nothing David Bell's doing other than sending them up there to bat. <laughs> you know, and they're not hitting like he, you, you yeah. can't, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. And, and an optimized baseball lineup doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Every study has shown that in the end, it's a couple wins over 162. So really, that's less than a win over. To 60. me, see, to me, it, that's an argument for not having so many different lineups. Just yeah. send the same guys out there in the same spots every night where they're comfortable and guys know what what to expect and being comfortable there. If the lineup doesn't really matter, then let guys have the comfort of of knowing what to expect and feeling like they can get a rhythm of I hit third and I do that every night and I end up in a lot of the same situations and or sixth or first or seventh uh, rather than all the tinkering that we see. To me, that's if there's if there's anything that I would say in that regard, it would be. You know, I think there's a lot of value, and I thought that's something we saw that Dusty Baker was so good at in his time here was guys knew what to expect, and he would believe them, and he would stick by them and hold them out there and let them, you know, to the end, to a fault, right, uh, sometimes. But I think that's part of what helped Dusty Baker be a good manager was, uh, you know, was that yeah. was maybe that concept, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then different people are comfortable with different things. So, and you have to know what those guys are comfortable with. Yeah. And it, you know, it's all hit the ball, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's all, if, if, it all if, comes if, back to where we started here. And that's, if hits you got to hit the ball. <laughs> if hits fall in, things are good. Yeah. And maybe they do. And maybe that happens quick. Maybe the luck turns and maybe we're talking about uh, batting average balls in play skyrocketing over the next week. And then we'll complain about something different, a different element of the team next next week, Trent. That's a good thing baseball's back because we didn't have enough to complain about. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's wrap it up and get out of here. Uh, we'll, be, we'll, of course, be back next week. Again, Reds wrap up this road trip in Milwaukee, and then they will come home for a weekend series against the Cubs. Uh, you know, string of central games here, so a lot to be gained. Uh, we'll have a lot to dis- to discuss uh, when we come back next week. Uh, very much looking forward to that. When 40 Thanks, of your 60 games, which is 67% of your games are against central, 
you're usually in a stretch of games against usually the in a stretch of games against the central. And actually, really 100 are almost in the central stretch here on this. A lot of central play. <laughs> a lot of central. Sixty games against the central. Yeah, it's just you know, two thirds of them are against the NL central and one third NL central. That's true. Very true. Uh, but we'll we'll have more to talk to you about that next week. So anyway, thanks. If this week for- has told us nothing. It's words matter. Words, yeah, words do matter. It's very important. Uh, all right, thanks, Harry. We uh, we'll talk to you next time on WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh.